it's Friday. Hello, welcome. It's the Dicebreaker Podcast. I'm Matt Jarvis. I'm here, joined by Liv Kennedy. How are you doing, Liv? I am doing okay, Matt. Thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, you know, getting on through. I wasn't here last week because I was unfortunately sick. Uh, my mm. wife and I uh, just had to take a couple of days, but I'm feeling much better this week. Uh, unfortunately, even having two weeks uh, means I haven't played anything. But we'll get on to that because, first of all, we need to say hello to Alex Lowley's also Hi. joining us. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. Well, I say that. I've only slept about four hours, so I'm running at about 50%, but I'm good. So if I'm slow, that's why. It's not because mm -hmm. I'm slow in general. I'm just slow today, I swear. <laughs> It's all good. It's a Friday. Look, we're we're here to just have a, a chill, you know, chat about stuff, including board games and RPGs and more. Uh, I'm excited to talk about all the things I did that are not board games, um, <laughs> which is also a very short list, it turns out, because we were just ill and it spent most of the time under a duvet. Uh, Lolis, <laughs> it's episode 77. Yeah, two little crutches. Two little what, sorry? Crutches. That doesn't what? even... None of these rhyme. Well, it's it's either. It's, so there's two different ones. You can mm -hmm. either go 77, all the sevens, which is a bit boring and lame, or mm. 77, two little crutches, because they look like two little crutches. I guess they do. Never thought yeah. of that. But I feel yeah, like all yeah. the sevens is also <laughs> false advertising, because mm. it's only two sevens. Mm. Yeah. There are, you know, there are literally infinite numbers, infinite sevens. Mm. Although so. only the the bingo numbers only go up to ninety. Uh, that's true. 90, All the 90. sevens available for specific bingo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I think two little crutches is the stronger one of the calls. Anyway, to be honest, it's just I I'm just imagining like a little ladybug going around with crutches, Aww. and I think that's adorable. <laughs> Two teeny weeny crutches. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I hope she recovers well soon. <laughs> yes, so. me too. Yeah. Yeah, we all send our love to the ladybug. Um, <laughs> thank you, Lolly. <laughs> we are here once again. I I wasn't here last week, but I review on last week's podcast. I, I was. Either, look at I this. wasn't. Do you want to so. know last week's last week's bingo call? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Seventy six trombones. <laughs> the silence. <laughs> so apparently, it's um, is seventy six trombones led the big parade according to the famous nineteen fifties Broadway musical The Music Man, one of the first traditional bingo calls. Oh, okay. I do actually know that song. I think, but right, right. It's yeah, yeah. Doesn't fit in with the topic last week. We we planned out a mu. Well, we planned out a musical. So I guess yeah. that's music. It's based on a musical, a number from yeah. a musical. I think that's sure. bang on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> a bingo call from the 50s is slightly more up to date than a lot of the bingo calls we've had over the last 77 episodes, yeah. where a lot of them feel like, yeah, this feels like it came from the 30s. Uh, <laughs> but shall we talk about what we've been up to this week? Uh, hey. Alex Lowley's. <gasps> Second background. Let's let's start with you this week. What have you been in? What have you been doing? Been playing anything? Been watching anything? Yeah, I have actually. Um, I've played a total of two games in the last week, week or so, I guess. Uh, one of them was Alien: Fate of the Nostromo, which is a, a Ravensburger um game based on the film from the the late seventies, and I have to say it's really good. It's a co-op game, which I famously am not a huge fan of. 
Um, but yeah, you're going around and like you've got this almost like a, you know, bird's eye view of the, the ship kind of footprint. And um, you move around the ship and you're, you're collecting um, scrap to then craft things. And of course, the alien is also stalking around and sometimes they can like jump out and surprise attack you and you lose morale every time that happens. Jonesy also have, uh, features features quite heavily in the game um, to the extent that like Jonesy sometimes pops out at you and will scare you. Um, not to the extent that the alien does, but to wow. some extent. Um, but jumpy. also they've got Jonesy on the, the back of the board. Like a really, you know the way usually when you like fold together a, a board game board, like traditionally it'll be like, you know, a, a, a square and it's kind of like this, Roughly the same size every time. It's like kind of what size would you say that is? Like a like a book almost ish. Yeah, it's like I would say it's like I don't know, forty centimeters by forty centimeters, something like that. I think it's it's, like it's so they call them trifold boards. I never know. I feel like I should know at this point, but I don't. I didn't know even know the there was a name for it because <laughs> you fold it when it's a square. You fold it once and twice. Yeah, you fold twice. it three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. it makes oh. sense. Okay. <laughs> there you go but yeah so on one of those squares uh as soon as you open the the board the box of the board game you've just got like jonesy's hissing face at you which is great i really like that detail um yeah it's plays really well i played it five times in one day um Blimey. sounds great we played it wrong the first four times. <laughs> so uh well we played it was a very small thing that we got wrong but and it's it seems like a small thing, but it was big enough to actually make the game too simple. Mm. Um, so essentially, what we were doing wrong is is there's uh, in the rule book it says something about like you can use items when it's not just your turn; you can use them on another person's turn. So we misunderstood that to mean that if I have an electric prod, for example, and mm. um, the other player is like on the other side of the ship, and the alien, you know, they bump into the alien that I can use my electric prod, even though it's not my turn. But uh, that, of course, doesn't make any sense, because how would that, like, it's a really long thematically <laughs> work mm, sense? Yeah. So I realized later that it meant that, because you can bump into the alien when it's not your turn. Um. So that's what they meant. So we played four games before we realized it, because we won the first four games. And we're like, this is really easy. This is a little mm. bit too simple. Um, and then I re- and then I just had this, like, sudden realization. Where I was like, I think we've misunderstood this rule. And then we played it again. We lost that one. But it played, in my opinion, much better. Like it um, it was more that kind of like feeling of, oh, like the alien is going to be around any corner at any minute. And I only have these things to hand. And um, you kind of want to stick with your partner a bit more. Whereas before we were splitting up and doing our own thing. And sometimes we would bump into the alien on purpose because it didn't really matter that much. Um, where yeah, it kind of like upped the stakes a bit when we played by the proper rules, which um, yeah, and Imagine. in the end, I I thought it was really good, really really well done. Like it's um, they've really captured the energy, the feeling of like that kind of late seventies film. I think they've really done it justice, actually. Uh, and it comes with like you know miniatures of like the alien, but also um, Ripley and Brett and all the other ones, Parker. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, if you like the film, you should you should check out the board game. I think, um, mm, cool. that's one thing I played. Uh, the other only other game I played this week, I think, anyway, is Hero Realms, which is 
the kind of like a sibling to Star Realms. Everyone knows Star Realms is my favorite game by now. I don't have to talk about that. But Hero <laughs> Realms is kind of like the fantasy sibling of Star Realms. So it pr plays pretty much the same. There's like a couple of differences. But um, in instead of being set in space, it's set in like fantasy world where you've got yeah. ogres and and vampires and all sorts of things. We've played that on the channel before, right? We have, yeah, we did, yeah. didn't we? We played it when it was on mm -hmm. Kickstarter and they had the beta version of the mm. game available for us, at least. So I, I played that same version again. Um, I actually played it on um, somebody else's Twitch channel uh, on Wednesday lunchtime. It was Steve McNeil, who is um, a comedian and um, presenter, and he, he's been on, like, Go 8-Bit and stuff, so that was quite cool. I got invited to be on there. And mm. we played five games once again because they're pretty quick games and uh i won two he won two so it came down to the last one ooh, ooh. i'm not gonna say who won the last one please <laughs> 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 but it was um it was really funny actually because we were very similar in like our attitudes to playing games in that we are quite aggressive and quite mean like we like to trash talk and just just be quite mean during the game but we are very aware that that gets left on the table you know so, you know it's not like we hate each other outside of the game and i i, yeah. I quite liked playing with somebody who's quite similar to me in that way because um that's just how i play and often like i would get people always being like oh you're so mean or like you're i don't know but i'm not mean i'm just playing the game to win which i think everyone should do <laughs> See, I do do that, and then like the tables get turned, and then I lose, and then I'm like really salty about it. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you've got to you've got to be able to be a good loser as well in yeah. that circumstance. Yeah, which I I'm learning. That's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I've definitely been in games where hey, you get into it, and you're like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm riding high. Like I remember playing a, a game of Dune, the like the old Dune, um, mm -hmm. and teamed up with one of my friends, uh, as you can do in that game. And we were like, oh, yeah, like, time to sweep the ball. And then they betrayed me and oh. sided with someone else. And they just yeah. came at me and just pummeled me into the dirt. And it was mm -hmm. like, you know what? Yeah, all right. Like, mm -hmm. A, I deserve that within this game specifically. B, also, mm -hmm. it just made it a lot funnier. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I think sometimes it's, 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 it's just that thing of like if everyone's on the same page of it right and everyone kind of knows what the mm -hmm. score is that's the main thing everyone's I, like happy and comfortable mm -hmm. i had a, a, a thing with D, &D uh, last night which i'll get into later but basically someone in character did something really terrible to my character but i was still like i played enough D, &D to be like that wasn't at me <laughs> that yeah. was at the character and in in the game and i was like you know it was quite funny actually you know it's fine it's fine <laughs> Yeah. yeah i think i can understand like it's social deduction games that i know many people who just don't like them because i think that's where those lines start to really yeah. they can blur and it's yeah. like i remember playing the resistance with a group of friends and at some point we played it so much and we'd got we'd all gotten so good at lying to each other that it was like oh maybe let's not play this anymore because it feels like now nobody can trust each other we just mm -hmm. eroded all the walls of trust mm -hmm. uh, to be honest like I think I have formed some of the closest relationship playing games like Secret Hitler and stuff like that because I'm like, you are the worst and I love mm -hmm. you for it. 
I kind of, yeah, I've got a weird relationship like that, I yeah. guess, maybe. I've been I've been dying to play Secret Hitler with everyone, to be honest, like, on the team. I mm. can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been saying it since I joined the team, but obviously for the majority of being on the team, we've been in lockdown, so there hasn't really been much of an opportunity to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think day... I've ever played a social deduction game with any of the team, because I know that we played Werewolf, or the rest of the team played Werewolf at mm. points, or Blood mm-hmm. on the Clock Tower, like... And yeah, I've just I've never been part of those, and I I fear oh, that that's oh, where those doors may open. That's where the <laughs> you know I the gods wait. come off kind of thing. <laughs> it's like my true heel, I, my true heel turn mm-hmm. uh, into yeah. Yeah, imagine I feel like you're going to be an evil mastermind. It's just the ones you <laughs> I'm never terrible suspect. At lying. The thing <laughs> is that I am bad. I'm both bad at lying because I just am bad at lying. I just I'm always bad at lying. But also, even when I'm innocent, if people accuse me, I am very nervous. So then people <laughs> think I'm lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I often play with my wife. My wife uh, knows me very well because we've been together like 13 years. Uh, and so she'll just be like, you're lying. I'll be <laughs> like, no, I'm not. No, yeah. no, no, I'm not. No, you don't know no, me, my no, beloved wife. No. Um, so yes, that that has, and that's, that's fun. It's like, I don't mind being called out on that stuff because it's a game, but it also just builds this meta thing of like it's impossible for me to play any kind of social deduction game mm. um, with my wife in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, gotta get on it. Other than that, I have been watching. I, I'm only mentioning this because I think this is a good way to hand over to Matt. But um, well, and also because I genuinely think this is one of my favorite things I've watched since. Um, Queen's Gambit, whenever that came out. It feels like it came out like a year ago, but I yeah. think it probably October, was just a few months it was ago. Almost, I think it was last October, so it's was almost it? exactly, yeah. No way. Right, well, anyway, Queen's Gambit, when that came out, I watched that at least twice through, if not three times. I can't remember exactly, but I remember like finishing it and being like, yeah, I'll go watch it again and doing mm-hmm. that potentially two more times because I loved it so much. Uh, and I've I watched Squid Game last weekend, um, I think it was on like Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think it was Sunday. And I literally like just first thing in the morning put it on and I was like, okay, let's just watch one more episode and then I have to mm-hmm. go out and run some errands. Uh, so watched another episode and then ran out, run, did some errands and I was like, the whole time I was like, I can't wait to go home and watch Squid Game again. Mm-hmm. So I came home and I watched the last seven episodes all in one go yeah. um, that evening. And I honestly, like it's so good. Very good. I, I'm really tempted to watch it again. I really am. I'm like, ever since I start, I think I, I think it was on Saturday actually. Ever since I've just been like, oh maybe I'll put it on now, or maybe I'll put it on now. <laughs> but I don't know. It's a bit more of a um commitment than like something like Queen's Gambit because it's dubbed, no dubbed, subbed, subbed. Um, yeah. you know you have to like pay attention to be able to because I I don't understand Korean, so yeah. I have to like read the subtitles. Whereas like Queen's Gambit, you can hi- kind of like, if you've seen it once and then later you can just have it on in the background a bit more. So so I'm a bit like, oh, I don't know if I'm willing to just put in that same amount of time so soon again. But yeah. really, really good. Oh, I think I did watch it dubbed, actually. I think. Oh, is it dubbed as well? Yeah, I think so. so there I you go. think uh, I, put, I tried to watch Alice in Borderland last night and mm, I had it on... Which also very good. <laughs> I had it on dubbed because um, I was eating my dinner and I was like... Oh, I'm eat, you know I'm looking at my dinner a lot and I don't, I don't want to be reading and I was like I'm finding it really hard to connect with this because it's mm. like dubbed and the voices were just ridiculous so I, I don't really want to ruin it 
if it does yeah. that to Squid Game as well. Yeah. I'm actually kind of excited to watch it through again without the dubbing and be like, oh, okay, this is how it was actually performed. But um... well, yeah, there's so so for folks who don't know, um, uh, which I think that this point is like Netflix's biggest series or something like that, which is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, Squid Game is like a South Korean drama. Uh, it's it's kind of in the vein of like a Hunger Games, but not quite. Uh, mm. In that it kind of follows that thing of here are hundreds of people competing in something and trying to survive. Um, we won't obviously be getting into spoilers in this podcast because you should just go and watch it. Um, but yeah, I saw some some discussion um, uh, on on Twitter.com, uh, which normally you know discussions of various quality on Twitter.com. But there was <laughs> someone. Um, Actually, I think it may have even started on TikTok. Someone going through the subtitles of Squid Game and actually pointing out that the localization of the subtitles loses a lot of the nuance. Because I think the strongest parts of that show are kind of its critique of society and its kind of commentary mm -hmm. on like capitalism and, and things like that, and, uh, wealth hoarding. Uh, but yeah, apparently there's a lot of lost meaning in the subtitles versus the original um, Korean. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's which is disappointing. Like I, I like you. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, hmm. Like, I, it was much better than I expected going into it, thinking like, oh, this will probably just be kind of like a another one of these, like another Maze Runner, another whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of shame. Like Netflix does not have a great track record with uh, localization in general. As someone that watches hmm. uh, quite a few uh, subbed anime on Netflix, it's often not great versus other platforms so yeah it's kind of a shame but i'd be interested if it is dubbed whether that meaning comes back into it there because they can make it work i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's it's super good also um titan uranus says the problem for me is starting up netflix netflix and not rewatching watching world is also very good if anyone's into animation <laughs> it's very good it's so weird but also very good <laughs> i've not watched Centaur world but i've never even heard of it <laughs> it's it's one of those things that you started off and you're like, what is this? And then it actually gets good. And you're like, oh, okay. Get, cool. get good. Be good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, love me some Squid Game. <laughs> yes. Well, that was me handing over because that's, that's yeah. What else have you been doing, Matt? Uh, yeah, I also watched Squid Game uh, while my wife and I were ill. We watched all of it in about a day. Because um, again, we stuck it on, and it was quite easy viewing. Like it's not—it's not easy viewing, but it's quite easy to be like, "Oh, we should watch the next one." Um, mm -hmm. So we burned through it quite quick. Uh, and then I wrote something for the website about it because it started me thinking about board games. Um, because I think there's some interesting parallels between the fact that the games they play again, like this is no spoiler. It's in the trailer. It's in the first episode. It's—it's it's the concept of the show that they kind of play playground games. Mm. So it's not like an elaborate kind of saw style you're glued to a car seat or you have a large like reverse bear trap on your head or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They're very straightforward games. And that almost makes it much more sinister mm -hmm. because everyone kind of goes in going like, oh yeah, I know how to play this. This is the game I used to play as a kid. Uh, and then the stakes are, you know, as high as they can be because people are getting literally killed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it then got me thinking about board games and how, a lot of board games, obviously, it's just bits of plastic and cardboard. It's less immersive than, say, even video games. Um, but like a good board game, kind of like I was saying with social deduction games, like it can really cross that line into something that doesn't matter at all and is just a, you know, a, an hour or two of fun can suddenly start to feel a lot more like important and 
kind of tense. Um, uh, was it last year or the year before when we uh, a lot of us got into um, diplomacy or uh, on Backstabber the website? Mm. Um, and again, that was like a sense of this feels important, even though it's not. I'm not actually a 19th century ruler of a country, but this mm. has invested me enough in this idea where I'm now sending missives as you know signing them off like as you know king whatever the third of x y and z mm. um yeah i think squid game is it's definitely worth watching for for folks who are kind of on the edge i think it uh, is yeah. much more than you expect i think we should probably warn people that it is quite gory like it is mm. if you are not into like horror things or you know um seeing a lot of blood or anything like that it might not be for you but, um, yeah. If you're okay with that kind of stuff, then 100%. It's also kind of, it's quite psychological horror as well, as well as like gory horror. Yeah, say. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so it explores that. some like really interesting thing and in really interesting ways. Um, and I don't want to say anything more than that because I don't want to spoil yeah. it. But <laughs> yeah, I, I was really like, oh, wow, this is how they did that. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it says a lot that all three of us have uh binge watched it like without you know like separately we've done that mm -hmm. with no prodding so that says a lot about the quality i think yeah i think uh, from a lot of from just a lot of what i've seen on like social media and stuff a lot of people seem to just have watched it in like a single day and like mm. if you bear in mind there's there's nine episodes and they're around about an hour so it's like it is a good chunk of a day and i think mm. most people that i've heard of have kind of just watched it through in one go almost so um yeah it's just uh, you can see why it's lined up to be like the most popular thing on netflix yeah uh as well as that uh i didn't really play any board games because like say was ill so watched a lot of stuff uh most of which is not worth talking about um <laughs> if hey if you want to know the intimate differences between tattoo redo and extreme tattoo fixes uh i'm the person for you but <laughs> it's probably not why you're listening to this podcast there's an extreme tattoo fixes I've oh only, yeah i've only heard of tattoo oh, yeah. fixes there's some bad oh, stuff okay. on there. yeah mm -hmm. oh, yeah okay. and so many of them are like oh yeah i was really drunk and uh, my mate did this it's like yeah that, that's yeah. where you went wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh as well as watching basically a bunch of trash and a couple of half decent films uh i played forgotten city which is not <laughs> it's not a board game it's a video game uh, used to be a Skyrim mod, is now a standalone game. Uh, it's not very long, it's not very expensive, it's about 15 quid. Um, I really, really, really liked it. It's basically a time loop mystery uh, where you are trying to solve... Um, there are about 20-odd inhabitants of a Roman city, and there is a thing that if any of them commit a sin, uh, they all get turned to gold. Uh, and mm -hmm. so nobody, nobody commits any sins. But someone is like, someone's going to commit a sin. I need you to find out who it is. Uh, and then that's how you start off. And you just go from there. And it's kind of very open-ended. You can, at points, you can very much tell it was a Skyrim mod. It's been rebuilt in a different engine. But it still has the feel at times of, like, you walk up to people and then hit the talk button. And they kind of, like, their head swivels. <laughs> and then the rest of their body moves <laughs> on a different kind of axis. Um, it's got that feel to it. But the writing's really good in it. I think there's some really interesting... Um, it throws up speaking of moral moral kind of discussions it throws up some interesting discussions around morality and the nature of sin and all of that kind of stuff 
Um, again, no spoilers. It's not very long. I think I did. It's got multiple endings. And I saw all of them in the space of about like 10 hours, under 10 hours. Um, but I really, really liked it. Uh, and it has almost no combat, um, which is interesting for a game. Uh, because, yeah, of course, like if you murder anyone, that's that's the rule broken. So bad stuff is coming your way. Um, so, yeah, I really, really liked that. Um, that's kind of it in terms of other stuff. I really want those pink Ticket to Ride trains that got announced a couple of days ago. Yeah, I, I don't even like Ticket to Ride, as you know, but I saw those trains and I was like, I love this idea. Yeah, I love that they're, they're doing it. Raising money for, um, oh gosh, I, can't, I think it's Breast Cancer Breast Research Cancer. Foundation, mm -hmm. which is a US charity. So they're just putting out a little part of pink trains, which are in the foundation's like kind cool. of classic pink. They got slightly different... It's just a it's a pot of trains for Ticket to Ride. It's simple as that, but I, mm. I really like them and I really like Ticket to Ride. So I'd like to pick up the trains at some point. I actually would love it if they did. I mean, obviously, I know they've done them that pink for like to, to represent that that color of that charity. But I would love it mm. in general if they did like um kind of like pastel colored train set. Yeah, that would be so nice. Like a pastel mm. pink and a pastel purple and a pastel blue, mm -hmm. pastel yellow. Yeah, that'd be Please, very cute. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like often you see the primary colors used as player pieces, and I suspect some of that is maybe due to um, folks to are colorblind and being able to differentiate mm -hmm. between them. I think a lot of testing goes on around that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it would be nice to see things that aren't just like here's red, yellow, and blue, basically. Or mm. well, uh, it's better than. Um, do you remember I I did like a video about. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's called like Paris New Eden, I think maybe it was the name. Yeah, I think that and is. I remember like the four player colors in that were like black, brown, gray, and white. And I was like, three of those colors look almost exactly the same as each other. Yeah. It was the word. I'm not colorblind, but I was struggling to tell them apart. Yeah, there have been a couple of games. There was one recently where across the board, I just couldn't couldn't tell the difference between two like slightly different shades of the same color. Yeah. It's like, this is a really strange choice to have made these pieces in these colors. Um, yeah, it's important. Like, like I say, even even for folks who aren't colorblind, like differentiating between stuff, like in low light or in low mm -hmm. vision. Like, yeah, it's some, a really busy board. In the case they do a good job of it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and as well as that, uh, I didn't pull this for the news section, but I'm going to mention it here because, hey, it wouldn't be a Dice Break podcast if I didn't at least mention anime once. Uh, there's a game on Kickstarter, an RPG called Fight with Spirit, which I'm really intrigued by because it's basically inspired by sports, sports drama anime. So things like Haiku, which I absolutely adore, which is the anime about volleyball and is one of the most awesome oh, yeah. things you can watch, um, as well as various other kind of, I think they also cite some movies um, uh, like Bring It On as well. Um, mm. But it's basically all about, hey, like you're part of a sports team, like you want to push for glory but also you know you have your own like you are your own person you have your own motivations um and it looks like they're using cards and stuff like that as well as part of the gameplay i yeah i'm probably doing a bad job of summarizing it but i really am interested in that game i'm kind of not into sport at all uh but i'm always fascinated by sports as games because i think that they have like an interesting structure to them where it's like I like it's easy to invest in we want to win this tournament rather than mm -hmm. we're heading out on an adventure to slay dragon mm -hmm. or get treasure. Um yeah. It's again, it's that kind of thing of like particularly in something like Haiku, it's like, oh, this is like a college level volleyball tournament. But actually to them it's 
everything, everything yeah <laughs> um and that makes for some really nice kind of character stuff so i want to check that rpg out uh but otherwise that's it for me live um uh, well i mean also watch squid game i oh actually do you know what was pointed out to me you know there's like the music goes like It yeah. was pointed out to me that it sounds like they're saying "squid game, squid game, squid game." Have a listen, honestly. <laughs> I, when they oh. said it to me, I was like, "Actually, oh, spooky!" I, I believe cool. the music's by the composer uh, Parasite as well. So, yeah. oh yeah, the, the the music in particular was very good. Like, oh, it, the same yeah. composer of Parasite. Yeah, right. sorry. Mm. I thought you were saying the composer's name was Parasite, and I was like, "No, no, that's, no. that's an interesting <laughs> name." Parasite is so good. Mm. But it's got that kind of like similar sparseness to it especially if yeah. you're looking for something like horror to watch this halloween mm. you know we're in spooky Always. season now i watched yeah. um i watched parasite for like halloween last year and i was like this is so good mm. yeah. if you're in the mood to dismantle capitalism over the halloween break <laughs> parasite's the one no i am yeah <laughs> so good. um uh yeah i need to need to take a look at that but um but yeah no uh uh, uh it was weird because like we me and my partner we watched um the first four episodes and there seemed to only be four i think it was when it like had just come out oh, and then wow. we were like uh, we were like oh no there's only like one episode left and then we went back to it to like go to skip or see if there was another episode and we were like there's nine now did we just catch the episode drop cool okay <laughs> um so we i think we watched it when it like literally just came out but yeah good stuff highly recommend uh, apart from that um uh, last night, uh, um, me and my friends finished our Icewind Dale campaign that I've brought up several times on this podcast. Yeah, you've been general. going for a while, right? Yeah, no, we've been playing it for a year. Like, wow. um, yeah, it was it was a very emotional ending <laughs> um, to it, and I'm like, oh my god, Liv, don't cry when talking about it. But um, yeah, no, it was really really good. Um, we like I've I've mentioned the whole my character had an, an ex who was like basically evil kind of thing no spoilers but anyway she betrayed us um <laughs> and there was a whole thing with that and then um so my character just kind of like walked away into the sunset just like i need some time <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's very dramatic um but yeah and then it, uh, eventually everyone joined together again but it was really good and i highly recommend the icewind dale campaign um from wizards of the coast D&D, &D. it's good stuff. Um, do you know what you're going to play next? Do you have anything in mind? Like, I don't know how, hmm. do you decide your campaigns as like a group or is it something like, like the DM kind of comes to you and says, hey, I'm thinking of this? Or... Yeah, our DM, uh, Daisy, who, by the way, smashed this. It was so, so good. Um, yeah, and I'm not sure if uh, she's going to be DMing uh, this time, but we've got a one shot planned for the interim. And then I think, I guess we're going to plan together. I'm not sure, but very excited. This has been one of my more kind of like, consistent uh campaigns which you know week on week we get together and it's like yeah very uh, it's, a, it's a constant which is really comforting um so yeah hope it continues on um yeah um apart from that i have introduced uh introduced chloe um my girlfriend to eldritch horror um <laughs> i tried to even begin to explain the rules and she was just like uh-huh <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's a lot it it is a lot it is a lot and i was like okay i'm gonna take my turn and i'm gonna tell you what you should do on your turn and then we're just gonna just go and see what we do um 
but yeah by the end well not by the end we're only like a quarter of the way through it um oh. we haven't even uh finished the first like um mystery um but uh yeah we're facing cthulhu um and uh yeah it's there have been so many like close calls like my character had like one sanity left and then the mythos card came up and it was like yeah cool everyone loses one sanity and i was like oh <laughs> okay and i was like wait a minute no actually i'm in i'm lost in time and space so i can't lose a sanity oh, God. <laughs> yeah so it was like okay that's good um but yeah it just kind of uh recently we've been discussing like really difficult and um board games and eldritch horror is definitely up there um, yeah super duper hard it's difficult for the moment you open the box because just yep. yeah <laughs> we i used to play it with a group all the time and sarah and i tried to play it we were dog sitting at my mum's. we were mm. like we'll take eldritch horror it's been a while since we played eldritch horror this will fill the evening you know mm. the dog can sit to the side we'll set this up and we open the box we're just like oh no yeah no. like <laughs> this is this is too much for you know for five six o'clock at night to try and even start to comprehend it again even having played it times before so yeah like coming yeah. into it fresh i can imagine is yeah, yeah. i don't know how we did I mean, it originally to be honest yeah i what really helps is because you know um I, i've only ever played it like um on a tabletop simulator uh, and the version I play is really helpful. It literally has a button at the bottom that you can press, like, which god do you want to face? What god, eldritch being do you want to face? And they just set it up for you, which is, like, so good. Um, and you have your, like, character, and it has a setup button for that. It just gets all the stuff you need, which is really good. Um, so once I do get my hands on an actual copy, I don't know how I'm going to, going to manage, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, it was, it's uh, as thrilling as ever and especially with it being spooky season officially now mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm very excited Good to time as any. 31 exactly. days of spooks starts yeah. today mm -hmm. uh when <laughs> when we were deciding what game to play on stream yesterday i was like let's do something spooky it's spooky season and wheels was like um actually live i think you'll find that it's the 30th of september it's not spooky season and i was like oh god i can hear this in wills's voice as yeah. well as soon as you start saying it it's like yep. yeah yeah mm -hmm. inclu including him appearing <laughs> on my computer screen like <laughs> i was like mm -hmm. um but yeah speaking of which we played comet yesterday on stream and uh yes to wills's credit it was quite good um basically it's a war game and you are it's like um ancient Egyptian mythology kind of thing you're playing as like a god and you command troops and you have prayer points to spend and you have powers that you can gain and the powers are like really make or break um and you're just trying to gain as many like legacy points legacy points fame points I think the fame points um as possible you get nine and you win the game and it's that aspect is simple quite complicated going into it but it was really fun it was good this stuff. is the did you play the new edition as well because it's a, yes. a, a second so. edition that just came out because yeah mm -hmm. i i know that i know that wills loves commit um but <laughs> I've, I've never played Sorry. it i'll um, be right back so, no mm -hmm. and we played inish which is part of the same trilogy of i think with cyclades oh wills wills will be on my case if i got this wrong <laughs> i think it's mm -hmm. inish commit and cyclades kind of form like a loose trilogy but mm -hmm. i've only ever played inish Okay. And Komet has always been one of those games where it's like, yeah, that looks really great, but I've just never played it with anyone. Yeah. So, and I have not watched the stream yet, so I will need to watch and then be, yeah. and then take a watch, see if it uh, kind of uh, tickles my fancy. But yeah, yeah. 
I I think it would be cool because like obviously the commit box is in the office now. We could just we could play it if you're ever down. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's so many things I want to play with you that wouldn't be at the top of the list. But you know, up there. We'll carve out an entire week for Eldritch Horror. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I desperately like I've said how much I want to play Eldritch Horror on the channel. There's no time, Matt. There's no time. There's not enough time. Yeah, to play I know. It. <laughs> I I love it, and it's it's become one of those games that I always get like every time my wife and I go through our collection we're like we're keeping this because we really like it but we mm. probably haven't played it in two three four years because yeah. it's just like I say so intimidating and so long it's like mm. rather than learn this and learn and try and work out how to set it up again let's just play something else yeah, it's become simple. one of those games yeah. but I am desperate to I think once I can get a big group back together it feels like one of those like event games of like yeah everyone's coming over for a day like nine till nine, whatever it is, like let's go Eldritch Horror time. Yeah, um, me and Koei already have plans of like getting a proper like gaming table and like mm. having like board game nights um, when we get a place, and it's very exciting. <laughs> um, say, the I think the thing I love about the board game tables the most that I envy are the ones where you can just put the table back over the top of it because yeah. the idea of packing something away halfway through because you need to use the table. It's like, oh yeah. no, or it's like you awkwardly push it to the side, or have yeah. to like take a picture of it and try and remember the layout. Oh, the picture like, method is what I always you know, do. Yeah, it's like you put it in carbonite and then like unfreeze it like a week down the line. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, good. that's a good idea. Okay, I'll, I'll make a note of that. Uh, getting the thing to go on top of it is very good. Um, Lois, we're just talking about the games we want to play when we're all together again as a big dicebreaker family. And oh yeah, Ultra Shore is on there, but might take a bit too long. <laughs> um but uh but yeah yeah apart from uh that i've been playing games like uh phasmophobia and dead by daylight um which are spooky games that i love um this is uh, these are video games um phasmophobia i don't know if i've spoken about it on the channel before but it's just there's a ghost you go around collecting ghostly evidence like you speak to it on a spirit box or you see if there are ghost orbs flying about and stuff like mm. that and then using that evidence you're able to narrow it down to what ghost it will be but it's not as simple as that because sometimes the ghost will come not to life, but will start hunting you and may kill you. So you've got to be you got to get in in and out fairly quickly if you want to survive. So it's oh, I yeah. hate that fun. game. I love it and I hate it. It's yeah. a bad time. When I played it, I did not realize that my microphone wasn't working. So and part oh. of it is like speaking to the mm. ghost, mm -hmm. and it was just very confusing because I don't think the ghosts always reply because mm -mm. you can no. say like you know like. John Smith, give us a sign. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes they'll be like, ooh, or <laughs> rattle things around. But mm -hmm. sometimes they won't because they're not necessarily in that room or close to you or they don't respond to that. Mm -hmm. And not, not having the microphone work or it pick up all the time, which was, to be clear, was, I think it was the fault of my computer rather than the game itself. Yeah. Uh, but it was very frustrating because, like, am I just am I just a terrible ghost hunter? I'm just getting, you know, John, like spooked, John. To de spooked to death or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah. yeah, I would like to go back to the game. There's just been a big update for it, right? Yeah, yeah, a mm -hmm. couple of big updates. All of the equipment was like revamped and looked really good. Um, it looked uh, well. They they've taken on a new developer as well, so they've basically come in and they've been like, okay, let's do this. Um, they've also changed up the journal so that it's much more convenient. And I think in time for Halloween, there's a new update coming. This may be a rumor that may not be true. It's supposed to be a nightmare mode um mm. coming oh. for halloween yeah so i'm very excited about that Double i often ghosts. ghosts in every room 
Yeah, several like yeah, several ghosts. They ghost banded hotel. together as a as a team. <laughs> um, yeah, that should be fun. Um, I also found a really fun uh, YouTube channel called Ask a Mortician, which is like <laughs> I'm I'm terrified of all things death. Um, <laughs> but she's just like a really like cool mortician lady who takes you through like some of the like kind of true crimey like events in history that have to do with like uh like death and like mortuary stuff and like i was like oh this seems spooky but she's so warm and like comforting as a person that you're like oh i'm learning and i'm not afraid nice. i have a friend who's a mortician and i just think oh. that's the coolest job ever really it, oh, to know i just think to know somebody who does it is like mm. you're really she's a goth as well which yes. is just like this mm -hmm. i love this i love yeah. all of this i love that your whole life is just like mm -hmm. you know i don't know I you have committed to the aesthetic yeah. and I'm so yeah. proud of you yeah <laughs> it's great mm -hmm. yeah and she's quite gothy the lady who hosts this um but yeah really good uh last thing um played super mario party with chloe um and i hate it i hate that game so much is that it. the one on switch uh yes it's on switch um i love the game but i suck at it yeah I... but there's no i don't think there's any skill to no you know there's obviously no. the mini games which you can do but to be honest it's just all luck yeah you know it will just which i have none of. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. i i managed to win the last one we played and i've been <laughs> i've been so pouty throughout that my girlfriend was just like you did it yay <laughs> I do that um, with my partner as well. Yeah. A really bad loser, and I always go, oh, Yes, you won. Well done. Good job. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, I'm a child. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's, that's been what I've been up to. That's, that's it. Nice. I yeah. should watch Ask a Mortician because I also have a very deep rooted fear of death. It's like as a child, I used to cry as we drove past graveyards and things like that. So, oh, buddy. Yeah. No. But yeah, that's... it's, it's, it's really interesting and just kind of like it's i think it was it's like i think on her patreon she has something that's like death positivity or something and it's like you know what i could probably use more of that <laughs> in my life so yeah it's good, it's good stuff. yeah nice i will go check it out yeah. uh let's move on over to the new section uh there's just some this there's, there's I, I tell you what it's been a relatively quiet news week but there's some interesting things that have popped up that we will now talk about, as is the way of the news section. Uh, here comes the news. News section, um, the news section. Every week it's the news section. Uh, with Matt Jarvis. Just shuffle my papers and be like, <laughs> good evening. Um, <laughs> so one of the interesting things that came out of the D&D &D, uh, celebration, uh, which I think was last weekend, maybe it was the weekend before at this point, uh, what is time and illusion? Uh, was that they mentioned the uh, quote next evolution of D and D? Uh, mm. Now it's worth pointing out that they do not say this is a sixth edition. Mm. They don't even say that this is like a five point five or anything like that. So we don't actually know exactly what this will be. Um, but they have said that it will be out in twenty twenty four, and it will include revising all of the kind of core rule books. Um, they said it will be compatible with fifth edition content so source books and adventures and stuff like that yeah um but i think it's just interesting because obviously there's there's always talk of sixth edition and what that might look like and it's now been gosh like it's coming up on 10 years or 
oh, since fifth edition, yeah. which came out in 2014, I think, fully. Um, so this will be, by the time this comes out in 2024, it will be 10 years since fifth edition, and it will actually be 50 years of D&D. So they're saying that they are releasing it for the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about all we know. Uh, so during this stream, they were very kind of, as you'd expect, very teasy about it. They kind of said, the next evolution's coming, it will be compatible with 5th edition stuff, mm. uh, it will be the core rule books. But that's kind of where they stop. So it could be as major as a 6th edition, it could be a 5.5, or it could just be, you know, mm. a, a revision of 5th edition that's still called 5th edition. Mm. Um, so it's yeah. it's kind of an interesting look ahead for, obviously, the game. I think there's been a lot of talk over the last few years about Wizards of the Coast's opportunity to fix some of the the continuing problematic elements of D and D. Obviously, a lot has changed in the editions over the years. But even since 2012, 2014, when Fifth Edition came out, there are still many things that remain in that game that perhaps shouldn't be in that game or like don't feel as um, appropriate nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be really interesting. They kind of said explicitly that hey, we're listening to community feedback. We're basing this on some of the surveys that we do mm-hmm. so it sounds like that's i think that's what they did for 3.5 back in the day um live your video on the different D editions you kind of touch on this as well mm-hmm. which is how i know this uh you are <laughs> but yeah it'll be interesting to know whether this is you know a major step a kind of half step or whether this is just kind of polishing the edges a bit for the 50th anniversary by the way mm-hmm. 2024 is the year it will be out so it's a ways off yeah yeah. it's interesting because i mean obviously there are mountains upon mountains of source books and adventure books and uh stuff for 5e and that was the complaint of like 3.5 and 4e that was just like hey we've just had a new edition come out like a couple of years ago or whatever why are you replacing all the books with something new so it's interesting if to see if they're planning on trying to circumvent that because obviously they're saying it's going to be compatible with 5e so it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Yeah, uh, and they also touch on, so obviously that's out in 2024, uh, which mm. is a few years off, um, but they touched on what we can expect in the time uh, before then, uh, which includes going back to, quote, major classic D&D settings. Um, so there'll be two classic settings that come back to the game next year, uh, and then apparently there'll be a cameo appearance from a third classic setting. But then mm. in 2023, there will be another kind of full appearance for another classic setting um so i think the last one we went back to was ravenloft which was earlier this year um kind of classically spooky uh mm-hmm. like pocket universe i think i'm not i'm not the D person i, I turn to <laughs> your expertise live uh well uh i guess ravenloft and barovia is it barovia yeah yeah that's where strad is mm. uh so he's the big bad vampire man that's him <laughs> yeah yeah he, so ravenloft is in the same yeah. same spooky <laughs> same spooky locale mm-hmm. um so yeah it'll be interesting to know a where they go back to because i think you know we've seen older settings kind of pop up here and there for D, but given that it's been 50 years there are still plenty that are floating around that i'm sure people who are big into D would like to see again um but also like i say this this step forward so we're kind of we're, it seems like they're going back before they go forward um so what that will mean for the game as a whole I guess we'll we'll find out, but mm-hmm. it's the first kind of look that we've had at, you know, where D and D could go in the future, um, which hopefully is in a positive direction. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, mm-hmm. hoping. 
Here, uh, following <laughs> up on that, the other one I pulled this week is it's a much much smaller RPG. It's more RPG news. Um, I feel like everybody's taking a collective breath before uh, Essen Spiel happens later this month. Um, <laughs> so board game that will be kind of the big board game event of the year. Um, but we've seen some RPG stuff in the meantime, and there is a tabletop RPG coming out based on Die, um, which is Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. Um, their comic series, which is also based in an RPG. So it's very meta. It's basically, for those who don't know, uh, Die is basically Jumanji, but instead of a board game, it's an RPG. Mm. Um, it's very, very good. Um, Kieran Gillen, probably familiar to folks from things like Wicked and the Divine, uh, former like Rock, Paper, Shotgun games journalist as well. Um, but Die is very good. I've not read all of it, but I've read two or three volumes of it. Um, and I was enjoying it very much until I, uh, you know, abruptly fell off of it and didn't read anymore for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, I would like to get back to it because I really, really like what it's got going on. Uh, it does some interesting things about it. It's one of those things that knows it's about tabletop RPGs. It's very kind of like meta aware and will comment on them, but not in a way that's kind of eye rolly, like Big Bang Fairy style point at a d20 mm. and go look a d20 <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff it's hey, it's look. a lot more kind of subtle than that um that for instance the, a d20. <laughs> the world is shaped like a d20 and each kind of side of it is a different like plane or kind of terrain um environment and there's this element of the dm of the game kind of being the literal controller of the world um which yeah it's a it's a very good series and now it's being turned into a tabletop rpg uh, by Rowan Rook and Deckard, uh, which are the folks behind things like Spire and Heart, uh, The mm. City Beneath. Um, folks probably familiar with Grant Howitt, particularly, um, of that collective. Um, so, yeah, it, they have a really good track record, um, kind of like an indie UK publisher. They seem to line up with with the kind of feel of Die, I would say. Um, so I think it it makes perfect sense. And it's kind of exciting to see what comes out of that collaboration. Uh, but have either of you read Die by any chance? No. Nope. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah, like I say, mean, I, I think might now. <laughs> it, it's really good. I think. Yeah, it sounds yeah, good. Like, as people that play tabletop RPGs, I think it 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 walks that line very well. It doesn't mm. feel pandery in a way of like nodding at things so heavily his head might fall off. Um, it just kind of gets it. Um, yeah. I like nice. it a lot. Uh, in terms of other stuff on the website, I'll quickly whiz through it before we move on. But um, Chase did a piece uh, chatting about a kind of roundup of RPGs from the global south um, and how they're often overlooked. Um, so I would definitely recommend going checking that out. I think there's a number of other Twitter threads kind of cited in that piece as well about just discovering games that you know might fly under the radar otherwise. Um, but uh, yeah, really, really fantastic. Uh, me and I written a couple of pieces about sci-fi RPGs. Uh, kind of arguing why Mass Effect should be turned into a tabletop RPG. Yeah, she mentioned um, that to me. I'm, I'm sure that's going to be very passionately argued. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it very much is. Um, and she also took a look at what the Blade Runner RPG, which was announced last week, I think was discussed on the podcast last week, mm. um, what that could mean for cyberpunk RPGs in general, because obviously plenty of cyberpunk RPGs floating around, especially mm -hmm. as of late. Uh, including cyberpunk itself cyberpunk. and things like mm. shadow run and uh and so blade runner obviously based on the film uh based on the book it 
Mia makes the I think good point of it a lot of stuff has been inspired by Blade Runner, but actually Blade Runner still kind of sits by itself in a lot of ways in terms of its cyberpunk world and not just being like a lot of kind of flashy neon and futuristic stuff kind of tying in that noir mm. edge to it. Uh, I finally finished my review of Descent, uh, yeah. spoken about on this podcast for many weeks. Um, <laughs> so you'll be glad to know this is probably the last week I'll mention it um, because I put all of my thoughts in quite a long review uh, that you can now read on the website. There'll be a video version up very soon. Um, yeah, I like that game. I think that game is on the whole good but there are also some flaws with it uh particularly around the app and stuff like that so you can go and oh there it is uh, yeah. it is a heck of a box it really That's is it's enormous uh-huh. um, it's than that looks like the body. box where i keep my bedding yeah it's it is like a bit of furniture in the room it's just ridiculous yeah that's um, why it's out beside me here because i'm like i'm just kind of using it as a little table honestly yeah uh it did exactly the same like in our flat where it was just like if it wasn't on top of the bookshelf which we had to clear everything off of to fit it up there it would just be on the floor and it's like well we're just going to stack things on this because it's like a little coffee table um yeah i i really like that game i ran into several kind of frustrations with its app um which you can read about in that article i won't go into it now because i've spoken about them before but on the whole, I think it's like a really promising um, first step. The main question is, it's 175 quid. That's a lot of money. But I think the people that go into it knowing what they're going to get out of it won't be disappointed. I think it's, yeah, it's it's a heck of a thing. There's a lot in it in every sense of the word. Um, uh, other than that, like I say, I wrote about Squid Game on the site, which mm-hmm. transitions me into <gasps> this week's segment. Look at that. So smooth. Smooth Very like nice. a slippery squid. Uh, <laughs> I love squid. Uh, they're, yeah, they're just great. I really like squid. That is weird. Well, dry squid's no good, really. Oh, you don't dry want a dry squid. Terrible. Just don't talk about well, the, the, the... Oh, God. Uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're slipping on over to this week's little weekly segment. Uh, which I called Squid Board Game because I couldn't think of a better name before I wrote that in the Google Doc, and so that's what it's now squid called. Squid Game, the game of squid. Game the game. Game of squids. <laughs> Sometimes you play the when you play the game of squids, you you win or you die. Get squidded. Yeah. Get get um, squad. Get inked. Get inked. You get squad. Is that the past version of squidded? No squid. Squad. Squad. Get squid. Um, so, as the name suggests, uh, this was kind of sparked by my thinking about Squid Game, and it's basically what I wrote that piece about, but this will be different. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you had to play a game and your life literally depended on it, mm. uh, much like in the popular Netflix series Squid Game, what would that game be? And also, how would that game look inflated to this, you know, enormous size where there's 400 adults playing it? Uh, oh, people in the chat, if you've got any suggestions for your own squid squid games, chuck them at us. But mm-hmm. I started thinking about this um, mm. with my wife. Um, and I think it's that thing where, you know, when you boil it down to it, it's got to be a game that you're at least quite good at because your life literally depends on it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not playing for fun here. I'm playing for survival. <laughs> and so that immediately wiped out most of the games that I enjoy because I'm bad at them. Yep, uh, yep. And in fact, wiped out most games because I'm generally bad at games. 
But I think the one game that I've maybe racked up the most wins in is actually Root. Um, uh, okay. Which I dread to think what that would look like put on kind of the scale of Squid Game. Oh. Uh, because it would be, be in a forest. human-sized birds and cats trying mm-hmm. to, like, having a war, and then oh. I would have to try and survive that war, which yeah. sounds, that sounds good, quite actually. horrible. Yeah, but it sounds, be an like, it sounds visually, like, very good. Like, I could, that's a good TV show right there. Mm. Maybe, watch. like, Liv, maybe I'm the kind of, like, I'm the... The sexy beast style like i'm in prosthetics <laughs> i'm having to blend in mm-hmm. with actual anthropomorphic cats birds nice rabbits they you out yeah. that's a whole yeah maybe that's thing. it maybe it actually is like a social you know you just have to not be detected for mm-hmm. a length of time uh yeah. which i think i could stand a chance i think i've i've spent my entire life with cats so i think at this point i could probably fit in amongst a load of cat people mm-hmm. Look, I played Final Fantasy XIV. Who am I kidding? I already do that. <laughs> so yeah, I think kitchen? that would. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Uh, I think that would have to be my my choice. I think I just mm. stand the best chance of winning at root. Mm. And so at some point, I can't let anything else get my way. I got I got to pull on through. Yeah, I think I I was thinking about this as well, and I was like, the best I am at any game. Is like a fifty percent win percentage. It's not very high. It's not. There wasn't anything like that stuck out instantly for me as a game I would stake my life on. Mm. Um, especially under pressure, I feel like I make easy mistakes when I'm under pressure. Like when mm. it comes to games. Um, but in the I've just had a thought there. I'm fairly okay at like snap. <laughs> okay. Um. There's. Uh, a version that somebody made called it's not called Snap It it's called like it's called something like that mm-hmm. um, Twin It? no not Twin no, It no it's like um. oh I'm good at Twin It that's a different Twin It Twin It let's pick Twin It because I'm twin really it for good your at life. Twin It yes <laughs> you gotta be Twin It to win it nice. oh um, that's good yeah you went for yeah. your pick no, I'm gonna. Well, I was gonna say anything snap like, but actually, Twin It is the one that I don't think I've ever been beaten at Twin It. So wow. let's go with that because I'm very good at that. Um, is it, for those of you who don't know what Twin It is, it's um, it's a, a snap like game where you have uh all these cards. They're square, but they all have um, they're double sided and they all have like these um patterns on them and the colors throughout the cards are very similar they're very like retro-y colors so like oranges and light blues and, and whites and, and these kind of things and um the patterns are very similar as well and you go around and you place a card onto the table you flip it onto the table and uh, eventually the table becomes like fuller and fuller with all these like cards that have similar patterns and similar colors and whenever you see a matching pair you have to put one hand on one of them and one hand on the other and that makes a pairing but there could be a third card that comes out with that uh pattern um as well in which case you then need to protect the pair you've already won from others by snapping on that and snapping on the third one um and you can the same way you can steal from people if you if you see a third one so it's like it's really it's just like extreme snap um but i'm very good at it and you can play in teams nice. as well and i'm also very good at that although mm. i do a lot of screaming at my teammate but <laughs> that's gonna what? be my game <laughs> shocking i know 
this light coming from? I know, it's been slowly face. creeping up on you, and I was like, oh, no one's going to hit soon. <laughs> um, Close the curtains. I feel Snap, I think Snap fits into the, the vibe of Squid Game, and that it's yeah. so straightforward. It's, it's a game that we all grew up with, right? Pretty much. Yeah, so. yeah. Everyone knows how to play Snap. Yeah, so, that's going to be like my... You, yeah, you could Snap for your life or twin it for your life. Yeah. I will, and I will. Oh, yeah. Maybe, oh, <laughs> gosh. Maybe, like, the snapping is actual snapping of, like, necks. Oh, oh God. Oh. That's the horror. That's oh. the horrible, like, life Terrible. or deafness of it. Um. So Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we have to describe what it would look like as well. I think you yeah. have to... Oh, I think you'd play in teams. You know the way some of the games were in teams. I think you'd mm. have to play in teams, and so one of you has to run to one card, and one of you like they're giant oh, no. cards, and you they're have to stand odds. on them. And oh no! And then Why yeah, <laughs> kind of like what you said, the losing per people or team or whatever get like squashed. They get snapped. Oh god! Oh, oh, <laughs> spooky! <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, live. <laughs> um. So. When and immediately when you said game, I was like, "What's the game I'm the best at?" And this isn't a board game, but it, it's been made into board game iterations, kind of thing. Catchphrase, I'm very good at. <laughs> really? Like, oh. Yes. Like Mr. Chip's catchphrase. I'm quite yes. good at catchphrase too. Mm -hmm. I was literally thinking that uh, Lolis, we should make a dicebreaker catchphrase or something, and we should. We have been talking about we we did something mm -hmm. similar last year, or we were going Ooh. to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been something we talked about before. Yeah, but we should we should think about that. But yeah, uh, I think that something like that would play to my strengths because that I don't know what it is about catchphrase, but it's just literally how my brain works, and I'm like, yes, it's that, it's that, it's that. Um, so that would be good, but I don't think it's the kind of vibe for Squid Game. <laughs> um, I was also thinking like, um, ooh, I could just play something that i know all the rules in and i could make a really op character like if it was D, &D <laughs> i could make like a multi-class like fighter rogue like i don't know um uh, sling sling shooter sh the shooting class oh my goodness what's it called but yeah there's a fighter that's a shooting class um stuff like that i can make it really overpowered and then maybe you could that could help but if it's an actual board game <laughs> i think oh yes i just had a thought a great one mm. um that nobody would ever win but a great one i think uh like to look at and to watch would be a uh, mousetrap oh. oh yeah human sized mousetrap <gasps> mm. oh hu human trap oh. <laughs> i think that oh. would be like the if they were to do uh like i guess european version or something of squid game i think mousetrap would be one of them especially <laughs> if it's based on board games look, mousetrap they've... jenga snap <laughs> jenga but the the blocks are humans and you're all just stacked up in a pair. <laughs> oh god. You're I was in real bad luck if you're at the top. Fall on you, oh, but also yeah, that's, that's that. pretty good, yeah. I also, feel like your D D idea Liv, is that just gladiatorial combat? But it's like you're it just rooting is, yeah. on them, just like, oh yeah, I've specced them out really well. Mm -hmm, yeah, like either I make a person and I'm like, okay, they have these abilities and these abilities, or I'm given the abilities. So this is why it wouldn't work in Squid Game. Um, also, Argy Ryan says code names, but pulling the assassin card kills you for real, which is very good. <laughs> that is a good shout, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you'd want to be yeah. teamed up with the right people for for that. Yeah, people who get you. Yeah. Um, but I think my final choice would be something like resistance. I think if I could kind of immerse myself in the whole I am a spy and I and like it would make sense if if I lost this game, I would be killed. 
it would <laughs> it would kind of put me in the right mindset and I could just go meta about it. I don't know. I think that would be good. That's like you should have just been born during like the Cold War. <laughs> it's like just yeah. being an actual spy for life yeah, or death. Block out the block out the weird circumstances about it. Just like I'm a spy in the Cold War and this is what I have to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd go for something like that. For Among Us. Among Us. <laughs> I would be terrible at all of those, I feel. I would not mm-hmm. want to come up against you in D-Day. It's like I've got my minus one wisdom modifier and you've just like <laughs> min-max everything else. I just get mince meat. It's like, oh, yes, I'm going to use two of my sorcery points to <clears throat> turn you into a burrito and then I'm going to shoot you. Uh, like, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I feel like catch, catchphrase was something I watched so much of as a kid as well. But the mm-hmm. idea of my the last thing I hear being Roy Walker going, it's close, <laughs> but it's not quite right. And then, like, as you oh, just God. depart this plane, feels like so... Mm-hmm. And nobody goes, you're dark. right! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's like, oh, and the... It's the you... ready money round! <laughs> I honestly love that show. <laughs> like, there's one, like, uh, square in the middle that's covering up exactly what you need to see, and you're like, this is my life. Show me that square, please. Yeah. <laughs> that would also be it's like you're playing and if you lose you lose your life but if you win you just win a holiday to Malaga or something mm, (laughs) it's still just the catchphrase prizes from like 1985 (laughs) it's like the the three uh the cd player that could have three cds at once did you ever have those i had one of those when we were young and it was the coolest thing ever you put three cds in and it just changed after the cd played through oh like a walkman kind of thing that had no no like a huge like cd oh like a hi-fi thing huh hi what like a hi-fi it had like kind of, separate yeah. speakers and then the thing in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I had like three players where you put CDs and then it would like play through the CD and then automatically swap yeah. to the next one. It was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Beard says, isn't a fatal laugh just a fight? Look, mm. <laughs> yes. Could we'd roll dice. <laughs> bring back duels. Bring back sing- like one-on-one single combat. That's the... I'd be here for that. Cool. We're leading mm. the petition here on Dicebreaker. Just that's it. Yeah. It's time Take to out bring back the a white glove, slap somebody across the face, challenge them to mm. a duel. That's Open a box here. with pistols in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Walk 10 paces. Whatever yeah. happens, happens. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now I'm just trying to think of like if it were, if it was TV game shows, I genuinely don't yeah. know how, like, what I would survive. Monopoly, not Monopoly, um, who wants to be a millionaire would be terrifying because oh, it's yeah. already terrifying because of the music. Music really gets me, but the yeah, who wants yeah. to be a millionaire music super gets me. It makes me real, mm. real nervous. We used to have like, when DVD games were a thing, we had a <gasps> DVD game of who wants to be a millionaire. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had a, a, a PS1 game. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. The only Still DVD terrible. game I ever played, actually, no, this might have been a VHS one. Actually, was the one where you're a babysitter. There's one where you're a babysitter. Baby <laughs> yeah. Is it I'm just sure the babysitting same, or is it like a? No, like a I don't. Game, I like... genuinely don't remember anything oh. about the game except for the fact mm. that you're a babysitter. <laughs> there used to be. It was when DVDs were like just becoming a thing, and like I got Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets on VHS, and I was like, Dad, can I have it on DVD too? He was like, Fine. Um, and they had like a a game where you had to like enter the chamber of secrets and like do all this stuff and it was like a really good game for the time 
And um, I remember I was always playing that constantly. <gasps> oh, sorry, but there's a suggestion in chat for the weakest link, and you die oh. if you're the if you're the weakest link. You die. You die. <laughs> my see, my dad was almost on the weakest link, and then he broke his leg, and they did not have accessible no. uh, access to the TV studio, so he never he wow. never went on in the end. Um, this would have been about 2002. So yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. There you go. And my weirdly enough, my next door neighbors had a big break trophy, uh, having been on the big break. So I was surrounded oh, cool. by kind of people who had been on TV shows here or there. But competition legacy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway. Trying to, okay. I'm bullseye. See, I, no one will ever believe me, but I once scored three twenties on a dartboard. And Ooh. it's never happened before or since. It will never it. ever happen again because I'm I terrible at dark. It was, it was pure, pure luck. It was just at a friend's house. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't stake my life on it. Oh, I had something similar happen to me. Uh, we were on a school trip and we were all playing bowling. And I rolled three strikes in a row just as everyone was leaving. And I was like, oh. anyone? Anyone? And nobody gave a, gave a hoot. And it just like walked on. I was like, episode of The Simpsons, just the balloon floating down. And yeah. just, everyone's <laughs> gone. And you're like, oh. Well, thanks. <laughs> no one wanna... Celebrate? No? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get you. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move on to emails. Emails! Uh, I don't know if some of these were answered last week. Um, so, Liv, if you know of any that weren't answered last week. Oh, yeah, let's have it. Or, hey, look. we can just answer them again if we can't remember and we'll give different answers this I time. I mean, there will be different this answers, answered, different people yeah. answering. <laughs> it's this the one secret trick answered. of podcasts is you answer the same three <laughs> questions every episode but it's just a different makeup of people mm -hmm. this one was and of course this one was answered yes if, yeah it was very it, very quickly answered um important I question cannot there. remember if the final one was answered i'm not sure if it was if chat remembers let us know but i'm not sure this one was answered so uh, the question all right. is should i read it yeah yeah go for it Nathaniel Levi asked, not sure if you can answer this, but any opinion of CDPR trademarking another TTRPG maker's property? I don't actually know what this is referring to. Yeah. Uh, no, CDPR is but... CD Projekt Red, which is The Witcher and mm -hmm. Cyberpunk oh. 2077 uh, video game developer. But I don't know of, unless they're referring to Cyberpunk, um, but... Mm. I don't actually know the context for this, so I'm afraid I can't comment. And even then, it, it, I am not a lawyer, so mm -hmm. I would not be able to really <laughs> speak to it uh, beyond that. But I think Nathaniel generally... is in the chat. If you have any more contacts, let us know. Um, also, if we replied to this last week, let us know. Um, yeah, do we have any others? <laughs> uh, did we do these two top ones? Uh, would you like to read this one from Andy, if not? We did do uh, that one. We did do that uh, one. <laughs> Sorry, look. I think it might be important to to revisit the uh, the clot thickens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Liv, would you like to read the one from the clot thickens then? The clot thickens um, asks, mm. "How many lollies slash sweets do you think would fit in a life size Danny DeVito pinata?" Also, um, we yeah we touched on this very quickly last week. I thought it said lollies. How many lollies do you think would fit into <laughs> Danny DeVito? Yeah, pinata? I just keep seeing my name and I'm like, what? Is that like the opposite of when people jump out of birthday cakes, but it's you just in a pinata and just like <laughs> if many... someone swings for it, you just catch the bat. I feel like one lowly's would fit into a Danny DeVito size pinata because mm -hmm. he's a little bit wider, but he's shorter, mm. obviously. So I think me having to like duck down would then make me wider because I'd have to like Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we're approximately mm. the same. Yeah, I would say so. 
Yeah. So I I would say one yeah. or maybe like eight tenths of a lolis <laughs> would fit into a Danny DeVito size pinata. In terms of sweets, I think like you'd get you'd probably get a load in there because like a human size pinata yeah. is going to is going to have a lot in it. Yeah. But I think the question is, why would you ever want to break it? It's Danny DeVito. Exactly. You, you just wouldn't want to. You don't touch perfection you know yeah. like the only reason i would very tearfully break it is if we had to get lolis out you know so <laughs> <laughs> just the yeah, voice of lolis. In there. yeah <laughs> like, uh, danny devito is like just moving a little like sticker in his latest like tv and film appearances and there's just lolis's voice echoing out of like the non-moving mouth <laughs> uh, the paper mache just kind of like crumbles here and there. Uh, Terrifying. <laughs> I, I think I've only I've only had one piñata in my life, and it was just, it was yeah, it was just a small piñata. I don't like. I've never really. I think we tied it to a, a washing line, mm. and someone tried to hit it, and the washing line snapped. So then oh, it was just gosh. on the floor. So it's like a very sad kind of. Oh. Um, yeah. Then it was like, well, we can't hang this anywhere else. So I guess we're just going to just gonna like hit this on the floor and it felt a lot oh. it took away from the like oh this is a fun party to like mm. oh this feels like it was shaped like a llama so it's like this just feels a bit yeah uh, you i have never had any pinata ever in my life the I only time i've ever been in the same room as a pinata is for my friend's wedding but it was for the kids so i didn't really feel like i actually Aww. that's a lie and just walk big over. birthday <laughs> but i didn't get to hit that one um Aww. Yeah, I've never had one that I was allowed to hit. That makes me that's sad. That's a shame. Actually, that's a lie. I did hit the big potato one at the birthday. Okay, I lied. I'm a liar. Okay. <laughs> Put me in jail. I'm a liar. <laughs> Put her back inside the Danny DeVito pinata. Yeah, oh. back. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you get now. Um, yeah, do we have any other questions or are we out? Yeah. I haven't spotted any from the chat, I will admit that I've been a little bit behind. So if anyone wants mm -hmm. to chuck any in the chat, and we will uh, take them now. But if not, mm -hmm. you can send us your questions, and I promise I will actually look through them for next week's podcast. It's been, <laughs> it's been a busy week, uh, which we'll talk about in a second why it's been so busy. Um, but if you want to drop us a question, or hey, or hey, just drop us a message and say hi, uh, we would love for you to do that. And you can do that at podcast.dicebreaker.com, or you can find us on Twitter at joindicebreaker. Or if you're watching live, throw it in the chat and we'll take it and we'll put it in for next week. But part of the reason we've been so busy is that it's actually EGX next week. The EGX. returning EGX. EGX. Um, <laughs> which is, uh, uh, actually, Aiden folks asked the question, are you going to be EGX? And the question to that, Live and Lowly's, is... Yes! yes! We're going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we will be doing some things on a stage somewhere there, I don't know what stage, at 3pm on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I believe the Saturday and Sunday we are even collaborating with Eurogamer, um, mm -hmm. doing some fun games, and on the Friday we've got a fun little game as well that we're going to just do Team DB, and it should be really fun and we can't wait. Uh, I was saying the other day that um, uh, last time I was at EGX was two years ago 2019 and it was my first week on the job mm -hmm. it was my third or fourth day working for dicebreaker and i went to egx and i did the stage shows and i did the meet and greets and nobody knew who i was <laughs> and it was great <laughs> and i had so honestly oh i am God. so hyped to go back to events i can't wait yeah 
Yeah, um, I think it's the EGX Live stage we're on. Uh, that may be TBC, because I think some things are still being confirmed. But as far as I know, it's the EGX Live stage. Uh, and I believe it should also be live streamed. So folks who yes. aren't at the show should be able to mm -hmm. watch it. We'll have more details about that ahead of the show. Um, so head over to our website or go over to the EGX website and you'll, you'll find what you need to find. But if you're at the yeah. show, hey, come say hi to the team in person. I won't be there. We'll be wandering but, around, I think. Yeah, as well. they'll yeah, say in spirit for the rest of us um yeah, yeah it's don't be offended if i kind of i'm like in my own little world and you're like hey live and i'm like Whoa! oh hey like what's <laughs> yeah yeah uh so egx is next week and then the week after that mm -hmm. uh we will be out at essen spiel in germany um all of us apart from wills because wills is off having a nice holiday in the well earned break um but we will be at <laughs> essen and we will have some well we'll be on the show floor we'll be hopefully putting out some stuff from the show floor about the things that we've been playing and what we've been seeing I'm yeah. I'm excited to get back to shows. Germany, Germany. Yeah. I can't wait. I've missed Germany. Essen the most. Essen's my favorite of the year. Yeah, of all I did it so many years running, and then to not have it was very odd. Mm -hmm. To just be like, oh, like I always planned for this weekend. Also, the last Essen I went to was the day before my wedding, uh, so oh, it was a particularly year. busy one. And then to just the next year be like, oh, now I have nothing. Whereas like oh. the year before, there was everything <laughs> happening all at mm. once um yeah yeah I you should have if you'd planned it correctly you would have maybe done your wedding the year you know last year when you had nothing else on yeah thank yes, yeah, exactly. yeah thanks for that lollies yeah unfortunately <laughs> i didn't see a global <laughs> pandemic coming so next time plan it better right your next yeah. wedding just think uh, about it. but yeah i'm I, I would say i'm 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 a little nervous because it's been been a while since i was in a room with more than two or three people at once um so yeah it's it's going to be an interesting one i think uh, we've spoken about kind of the steps they're taking to obviously maintain social distancing and health and safety so obviously anyone going to events like egx or essen like obviously look after yourselves look after others wear a mask social distance uh you know be appropriately um considerate to others um but also look after yourself um but yeah i'm i am really looking forward to seeing what the industry has to offer because it felt like a lot, a lot of those shows are the lifeblood of the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where you find, you know, we we learn about the big games through press releases and we put out news stories on those. But actually, a lot of the things that we get really excited about are just the things that you wander past on a random show floor that have no tie to any kind of like big publisher or big name. And you just wander past and go, oh, that seems really cool. And then before you know it, yeah, you've discovered like a real hidden gem. And yeah, losing shows, I think, has just been, it's been such a shame to not have that. Um, there are so many things where I remember just being at and being like, what is that? Just wandering over. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like It and the Japanese studio. That was with Stonehenge and the Sun, which I think we've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. The ball swinging on a pendulum and you have to swing it between things that look like Stonehenge. And I remember walking past that and being like, is this a toy? Is this a construction like thing? What's going on? Whatever it is, I'm in. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited. Also, I'm excited to eat a big old pretzel. Uh, oh, yeah. I was saying yeah. cheese-covered pretzel is mm -hmm. the number one reason to go to Essenspiel. Yeah. <laughs> then and, board game second. Yeah. And if they do vegetarian curry first, because since <gasps> being at Essen, I've now tried to stop eating meat. So, but curry first, it was good. And who knows? Maybe, maybe there'll be an option. But... Maybe. I've just realized I'm lactose intolerant now. Oh, that's not good. I'm going to have the cheese pretzel anyway. You're just going to have to put up with me being ill. <laughs> I, 
fine. Oh, that's going to be me. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> But yes, so we we will be out from October. Gosh, when does it start? Fourteenth, I think, is when the show actually opens. Um, the Thursday. Um, so yeah, we'll be out from the the Thursday to the Sunday. Uh, yeah. But before then, we got AGX. So hey, come and check it check it out if you're there. And if you see Essen, come up and say hi. And we Dude. may or may not stop because we may be running to the next meeting or the next mm-hmm. thing we have. But like, it, you know. If or we might come be up, we filming will a thing. Try to take the time to say hi because we do appreciate it a lot. Yeah, if we're talking um, to the camera, please do not come over. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we do have a couple of questions. I think we've actually got time for a couple of quick ones uh, before Ooh. we close out. Thanks to the folks in the chat who are have been asking. So we, it's a, an unusual end to the show, but it's because of my lack of planning. So thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> uh, but Lolies, would you like to read this one from Benjamin, please? Scanning, scanning. <laughs> Are there any good noir board games like hard boiled detective types? I don't know, Benjamin. I have never played any detective games. Um, except is... for. Oh! Mm, I don't really know what they mean. So, but... yeah, because if it's a just detective game, then like you've got Deception, Murder in Hong Kong is good but like the definition of hard-boiled what would that yeah i guess it would be more you're kind of like raymond chandler-esque like mm. basically like set in between the 20s to 50s rather than your kind of sherlock holmes yeah. and i think generally involving uh like slightly harder topics sometimes like drug smuggling or things like that mm-hmm. um, i would say i haven't played it myself but i think city of angels we had a copy of in the office for a very oh. a long time because it was an enormous box that stuck out of the collection that we had um and i've always wanted to play it because i think that very much goes for that vibe it's like la confidential la noir other things mm. that start with la um <laughs> kind of vibe uh so i would like to play that i think it's not quite hard boiled but detective a modern crime board game there is the, oh gosh, it's an expansion. I can't remember if it's standalone, but Rob Davio, uh, the Risk Legacy designer, wrote it. And I believe that, I can't remember what it's called, I'm very sorry, but I think that's set in the 70s or 80s. So that kind of goes for some of that vibe. Um, um, so yes, that's what comes to mind for me. Lowly's, you and Wheels played partners on the channel, right? That Yeah, that's kind of more based on like modern, okay. like law and order type thing bom, um, bom. tv show yeah bom, bom. <laughs> <laughs> got it thank you that's all you needed to say uh, but yeah if, if anyone in the chat has any suggestions uh, i would be interested to hear them because i like uh, that kind of hardboard yeah i would i would love to play something like that like uh, like noir-esque stuff is my 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 shiz um and la noir is one of my favorite video games even though it's super janky love it <laughs> yeah hold on i've just remembered i still have this button from the partners playthrough hold on oh, yeah! Yeah! oh <laughs> <laughs> there's like a slight bit of dread of me of like oh no what is lowly's just press it's like <laughs> i have no idea because i can't hear was it just like a massive just a, the yeah, f-bomb just a, button yeah it's uh, just a press oh yeah you've got one of those <laughs> uh, <laughs> And finally, uh, Liv, would you like to read this one from Kay Collier, please? Yeah. Are there any video games that you want as board games? L.A. Noir. <laughs> mm. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, gosh. I think we've been asked this before, and 
there's always like a million different answers I could give. Mm. But I think it's just the really interactive stuff, right? It's the stuff with a lot of like branching stories or mm. I haven't played that Divinity Original Sin board game, but I really like that game and I'm kind of curious as to how that works. Uh, other than that, Phoenix Wright, just give me a Phoenix Wright game <laughs> um, or RPG. Oh, I just thought of something and I forgot it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baldur's Gate is a this board game would be pretty cool. <laughs> Isn't that just D&D? Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just had one and I thought it was a good one as well and I can't think of what it was. Literally just like, just vanished out of my mind straight away. Oh, I hate that. Um, Give me a good Dark Souls board game mm. and refuse to accept that the only Dark Souls board game we'll get is the Dark Souls board game that exists. Yeah. Um, especially because Steamforge have done better games since then. The Resident Evil 2 board game was pretty good. Mm -hmm. like guild ball has its fans so it's like you can make a good game why didn't you make a good game of dark souls please <laughs> um uh i was gonna say dead by daylight but as we've covered camp grizzly is quite similar mm. to dead by camp daylight grizzly i've forgotten about camp grizzly can we play camp grizzly over the spooky season again i would love that. i've never played so we should that's <gasps> fun time maybe yeah. our, our next team social i would like to play camp grizzly yes it's so good very good very good yeah uh Exciting. max fun does point out that laura up is sort of like phoenix right and you're right i i want to play more of that game uh i think i said when we played it actually that it would be cool with a phoenix right style applied to it but mm -hmm. oh i thought of the game mm. tell me why i would like a game like tell me why oh. as a board oh. game i think would be quite nice Ooh. okay but is that by square enix and is it and it's the same makers of like life is strange Windows, yeah i think yeah yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, Life is Strange RPG. Just let me say goofy teenage yeah. things. Yeah, I would love that. I would adore that. Yeah. yeah. That would be hella good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I really like Life is Strange. If anyone says that the, di the, the dialogue in Life is Strange is bad, you were not the same teenager that I was who same. was just yelling, yeah. like goofy stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have thought Chloe Price was the coolest thing ever and i would not have stopped saying hella and trying to be her so i'm sorry yeah. about yeah. oh god i love it i need to play life is strange too uh oh and the new one. <gasps> oh, that's yeah that's what i meant it's not called life is strange too is it it's called no. life is strange Col colors? true colors yeah yeah i need to yeah desperately need to do that. and with that musical <laughs> finish that'll bring an end to this week's podcast uh thank you so much alex lowley's for being here Thank you. I've been here and I'll be here again. Oh, are we doing, we're not doing a podcast next week, are we? Uh, I believe we are. Wills and I have had only slight discussions about. Okay, never mind. Yeah, the the video team will be out Friday at EGX as discussed, but we're going to try and do a podcast. We don't know if it'll work out just yet. But okay. We're going to try and make it happen because like clockwork, the podcast happens almost every week. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I just like clockwork. Yeah, <laughs> like a clock, a clock that's missing the second hand every, I don't know, let's say 15 Sometimes to stops. 20 seconds, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, of course, Liv Kennedy for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I will be here eventually again. Mm, eventually, <laughs> so ominous, because it's, it's in the week afterwards, but we're going to try, I think, and do a live podcast from there. But again, we're mm -hmm. still working out some of the details of this because 
It's been busy planning for these shows. We're like, um, yeah, we can make that happen. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. The cat is coming across, which is how you know it's time for us to finish off. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've been watching this, you can catch us every Friday live from 2 p.m. BST. Of course, if you prefer this in an audio format, you can go and find it on things like Spotify and iTunes or just go find the RSS feed and put it into whatever player you like. Um, but for now, this has been the Dicebreaker Podcast. I've been Matt Jarvis, your host. Thank you for listening. Have a nice weekend. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. And until we meet again, have a lovely day. Goodbye. Bye.